Welcoming Traveler. Get ready to level up in fantasy football. everybody welcome back to the fantasy football rpg podcast the greatest fantasy football podcast in the greatest sports program in the world the fantasy football rpg podcast back with you another week excited to be here again i am of course Corey, uh otherwise known as bitner steel on sleeper joined as always with mike cash ff mike cash on sleeper or sorry on twitter or yeah. sorry, on X. Hi, Mike. Hey, I love that we had one listener, and then that one listener heard you call us the greatest show ever, and they left. So shout out to whoever that was. Well, Hope you love the show. They obviously left to go grab their. They they left to go grab more of their friends to yes. have a watch party because this yeah. is or this is Mike, what's happening. Or did as voted on by Sky Mall, the number one podcast in the world. Yes, yes. Sky Mall had us there, ranked number one in their last issue. Uh, Eric chimed in uh, a little early. Didn't intro you yet, Eric, but, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, say hello to the zero listeners now. How rude. <laughs> ah, zero listeners. We can jump in whenever then. Hello. How's everybody doing? <laughs> scrumptious. Duffy's and scrumptious. Uh, we, scrumptious is a word that you, you're using today. That's, that's fun. Mm. Uh, <laughs> with us also is Evan. Hi, Evan. Evening, everybody. Glad you guys can uh, can join us tonight. The uh, the OG RPG boys back in the saddle. We're going to uh, get into some some trade talk tonight, guys. After we get into some some news and some notes and some other words uh, that are in base, but not a bad word. Obviously, we wouldn't we wouldn't say any bad words to start with then. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and start rolling here, but I did have uh, a question right off the top here because we're a dynasty podcast. I wanted to know from each of you, what is the dynasty 101 breakfast food? And, uh, I want to go ahead and start with Mike. Now this is dynasty Mike. So you're going to yeah. have this breakfast food for years to come. We got to talk about longevity. We got to talk about health of the program. We got to talk about cornerstone pieces. When we talk yeah. about that. You need something safe and reliable. I'm talking about pancakes. That is the 101 of breakfast foods because there's a lot of different ways you can church them up. If you got to rebuild and you got to take some time, plain, plain pancakes are just fine. But if you're ready to push all the chips in, chocolate chips on top, pancakes, 101. Evan, what you got? Uh, I mean, if we're going with whole whole groupings here, can I take cereal? The versatility, yeah. the, the versatility yeah. of this man. There's there's so many options. You can do so many different things with it. All you need is, you know, a good RB2 in milk. And uh, <laughs> we're golden. A good RB2 and milk. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Cereal. Yeah, that's uh you guys both picked very uh very manipulable options. Like you can you can mess with those in certain ways. Uh, obviously, Evan, you got the brands and Mike, you got all the toppings. Eric, take it home, man. What do you got? Uh, give me some good eggs benedict with the hollandaise sauce and some bacon on it, and I'm in. So that That's is a whole the ass number meal. One That's not a one food. That is. That is. I, I, I love meal. it. He knows what he wants, man. I, I'm. Oh, I'm correct. not a huge uh, holidays guy personally, but uh, uh, I respect eggs benedict, though. I respect the hustle. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm just gonna take bacon. I guess because no one took it. I'm just gonna take bacon yeah, because again, I think it's pretty versatile. You can have like the I don't know if you guys ever do like the brown sugar cumin bacon. You can get a little sweet action in there, or you can just do it with a little bit of black pepper, man, and put that next to any food, and it it'll make any food a tier. It doesn't matter what it's next to. If there's bacon there, boom. Here's my All question right. though: the health benefit downside. Does that make it the 101 mm. still? Ooh. I mean, that's like, that's like being I, too small for the quarterback position. I think it does because it just gets me closer to the grave, and that's win-win <laughs> for me. 
uh, but no, I, I hear you. Yeah, bacon can can you leave you a little bit with that high sodium, <laughs> that, that high cholesterol. But uh, you know what? I think it's worth it, man. It's it's too good. When like, you add never say no to bacon, the existential dread it just gets so much better. <laughs> so yeah, that's the first thing I think of when I have some bacon. I'm like, well, <laughs> at least uh, my time oh, on Earth man. is shortened. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome. To, for, anyway. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everybody. I didn't think that segment was going to get so dark, but here we are. Uh, leave, leave it to Evan to, <laughs> to bring up the fact that it's uh, eating bacon is going to shorten your lifespan. But anyway. Look, I just like bringing up the downsides and people's <laughs> options, you know? That is that is fair. You are uh, That's a negotiating tactic, right? Which I'm sure will be useful when we negotiate some, some live trade talk here on the podcast a little later, but... Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's take our uh, quick ad break and then we'll get right into the football talk. First and foremost, guys, let's go over some of the uh, big news and, and big topics happening around the NFL right now. Uh, first and foremost, just wanted to give a brief check-in to these rookie quarterbacks, uh, see where we're at on these guys. Uh, you know, we have the, uh, I think, C.J. Stroud being kind of the guy on top right now. I think Anthony Richardson is directly behind him, but C.J. Stroud is throwing like a, a maniac. And I think maybe the discrepancy for me putting him on top is that, I mean, we knew Anthony Richardson was going to get done on the ground. I think we were all a little bit concerned about the weaponry in uh, in Houston, and that does not seem to be a concern for C.J. Stroud. He is wheeling and dealing, and he's only going to get better. Um, that is to say, of course, Anthony Richardson, in my opinion, is right below him and also has a chance to overtake him uh, as long as he can stay healthy, which he finished his first full game last week, everyone. like, Let's give a quick congrats to my man AR, uh, staying healthy for an entire game, uh, looking pretty good doing it. He had that 360 slam dunk touchdown celebration that is absolute pure fire um and then you got bryce young he's way 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 you gotta look for him so, so you can't you can't really see him all the way down there um yeah not looking good for bryce young he's he just looks to me when i watch him uh stiff and not not able to really get away as much as i think he he did in college um and the Panthers just as a whole aren't really doing him a lot of favors. But where are you guys at? I mean, Mike, victory lap for AR real quick. You want to sound off? Nero, that's my victory lap sounding through. Uh, Evan's making faces, but uh, stoked about Anthony Richardson. I also, I'm going to eat a lot of crow. I didn't think CJ Stroud would be able to do what he's doing. So I personally have them flip-flopped because I'd rather have the weak winning Anthony Richardson than the longevity of a quarterback one and a half, but I understand having them the other way around. Really, I think the, that has to oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the only wrong answer is Bryce Young right now. And yeah. the Panthers have said they're looking to trade for a wide receiver one who they're going to be able to trade for without having a first round pick next year or any young talent they're willing to give up. That's uh, not looking great for them. So maybe they can get something done with a uh, T Higgins type, uh, Jamison Williams, someone like that. But I think Bryce is stuck with Adam Thielen, wide receiver one, and that's we good. should we should get into that. I'll add that as a topic, um, just in terms of the the Panthers coming out and saying that they are looking for that wide receiver one. Uh, but before we get off the topic, I want to bring it to Evan, who I'm sure is even doubly uh, more victory lapping based on his uh, Anthony Richardson takes from uh, the months prior to the draft. Even uh, Evan. Feeling pretty good where you're at. Do you you are also making faces at me saying CJ Stroud over uh, uh, Anthony Richardson right now? Do you want to do you want to respond to that? Yeah, I mean Richardson's doing exactly what we expected with his ground game. You look at what he's been doing in rushing. You look at what he's been producing the two full weeks. I mean we're talking two back to back. That's spooky. Corey's holding up a. Uh, little ghost mug right now so mm -hmm. scaring me i'm not a fan of ghosts got some, got some mold cider some homemade mold cider in that thing but back to the important stuff fantasy football here uh anthony richardson when he's played a full or most of a full game 
Uh, he has been a top five quarterback both times, the two times that he's done it. He's also QB trust- four and the QB two. Yeah. Not just like barely top five. Like No, 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 no. Legitimately, legitimately top five. Crushing And it. I trust Shane Steichen to be able to develop him better than I trust the Texans coaching staff to be able to continue to develop and uh, make C.J. Stroud continuously a top 10 quarterback. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. I, I think it just goes back to uh, maybe some bias for me having C.J. Stroud as, as my QB1 uh, pre-draft. And also, yeah, I, I think I'm just still kind of incredulous at what he's doing with his supposed lack of weaponry. But uh, those, those are finishes for, uh, for Anthony Richardson. So I, I, would, I do see your point. I would also like to pose a challenge here to the four of us to post our redoing the draft for this past year, how we would do the rookies, and let the RPG Nation decide on the Discord who has the best top 12. Like retroactively like, draft them? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna all put our top 12 as they are right now. Yeah. Anthony Richardson one on one. Always was. Yeah, for, for me as well. Uh, talking like dynasty and, and fantasy sure. football, Anthony Richardson was always my number one. But in term, I guess I should have specified in like NFL terms, CJ Stroud was my QB one. But Anthony Richardson was always dynasty 101 for me. Um, it's actually kind of interesting you mentioned that. I want to go back and see my rankings because I don't know if they really change a ton. Um, I had guys like Devon A-Chain pretty high. I had... QJ pretty low, but it, it would be interesting to go back and look. Uh, all that to say, we've not heard from one person here on this uh, rookie QB topic. And Eric, uh, how you doing, man? Where you at? Uh, Bryce Young, lover, Anthony Richardson, hater. How you feeling? Uh, you know, uh, the wise words of our birthday boy, shoot or shoot. I took my shot and I missed. I libricked it. But um, I will. The mic is back, Evan. So... This might sound weird though, but I like I even knew with my big AR take that I knew I could be way, way, way wrong on AR. And him being this awesome and completing these passes is great. But I knew there was a world with AR that I could be wrong. I don't think I I think I'm more surprised how good CJ Stroud has looked. Is I think what I thought Bryce Young was gonna come in and do is what CJ Stroud is doing. And maybe that's just my Michigan bias because the two games that I saw Stroud play against Michigan the tougher the game got and the longer it went, the worse he looked. And I didn't think he had the mental makeup at least this point. And so far, as far as pure passing and as being an NFL quarterback, he's looked like the best. But as the fantasy quarterback, obviously it's been AR is the best. And Bryce Young, I think we have to start asking the question, is it too soon to start asking, is he fit to play at this level in the NFL? Like, he looks really, really bad, and I don't know how it gets better. I think it is a little early to be saying that. And listen, I was one of the biggest Bryce Young haters. I didn't think it was going to transition well. But to write him off after the first month in a system that he doesn't have anybody to throw to, like his best receiver is either Adam Thielen or Jonathan Mingo, who we knew needed to take a year to develop. Like, I I, I would, yeah, I would go as far as saying, like, judging him within the first season is probably, like, we probably can't. We we, we probably have to wait and see next season. Yeah, he's got a bad team around him too. So I'm I'm not willing to write him off, but I'm just very shocked that it's looked this bad. Yeah. Um, and like you said, they're trying to trade for a wide receiver one that could definitely help him. You know who would have been great? DJ Moore. But um they decided to ship him off to the Bears who aren't using him either. So that's great. The Panthers uh, yeah. trade has grown into them trading away Caleb Williams, if the pick mm. stays where it is, DJ Moore, Jalen Carter, and two seconds for that's- Bryce Young. Oh. Yeah, that's that's big. That's big whip. But going back, I want to touch on what uh, something that Eric said about um, the mental acuity for CJ Stroud. It's funny you say that because that was what was pushing him down in the in the actual NFL draft uh, and in fantasy drafts for that matter. If you did any uh, pre NFL draft, uh, was this mental acuity thing? The fact that his like S two uh, cognitive score was like supposedly leaked and was not good. I almost feel like that was psyops by the Texans. Does anyone else feel that way? That the story was almost kind of leaked by Texans to push him down so that the Panthers traded everything away, not for CJ Stroud. So the Texans could scoop him up. 
because it kind of feels that way. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just the skeptic in me. Um, but okay. Yep, that's uh, that's a good recap for them. We have a couple other stories to get to here. Uh, the second or the biggest like news item I would say is uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he is he can come back this this week. Uh, whether he does is the question. And I guess I want to know where we're uh, how we're feeling with JT. Do we think he is going to come back? Because last time I read anything about it, it was that he still doesn't want to play for the Colts. Um, they can keep him on pup, I think, or maybe it moves to IR if they don't elevate him. Or they they have twenty one days, right? He's three weeks until he has to be active on a yeah. roster and take snaps. So what? I guess we'll just go quickly uh, around the horn here, starting with Mike. I mean, uh, I guess play for the Colts or get traded or no play. I think he's going to play. Uh, at the end of the day, he's a competitor. You don't make it to that level of performance without having an itch to play football. Uh, if I am sitting on the sidelines watching Anthony Richardson play and like lead my team and look like the real deal, that does count for something. I wouldn't want to play if it was Matt Ryan. I wouldn't want to play if it's Zach Wilson. But the way that the team is moving and rallying around, I I would want to play. So yeah. I think JT seems play. like seems like several games. If JT was playing, the Colts could have probably won the game. <laughs> yeah, kind of wild. Running backs don't matter until it's only like a seven yard difference for the game. Yeah, and it's one of the most like talented running backs in the league in, in Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Uh, what about you, Evan, uh, play trade or do they keep him out? Yeah, I think he ends up playing. I don't think they keep him out. Uh, I think he makes a bid to be able to get back in and remind people why he still is one of the best running backs in all of football. Okay. And, uh, Eric, what do you think? I'm kind of on the side with these guys here. Um, I don't think he wants to lose out on money either by sitting out and I think he comes back and he plays. Um, and I think he stays on the Colts the rest of the year because I, Jim Ursay, I don't think he's going to back down off of what he wants. I don't think anybody in the right mind is going to trade that for him. Yeah. That, that real, real, real quick, Corey, do you think he only plays six games and then mysteriously has an injury that occurs? Uh, that, that, that is interesting to note. I mean, we have to remember here, he didn't, he have surgery in like January on the ankle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think so. so you know that that's not to say that uh it's gonna be uh like a lingering thing i think it it could be but also it could give him a little more i don't know leeway to be like you know what this ankle just still ain't right so yeah put me back on ir after six games would you guys trade for jonathan taylor if you're going for it this year no, i don't know if i, I would i think I think there are better RBs to add. I think it depends on the price. Scary. Is right, the manager I mean, panicking? Are we talking like one late first? I'd think about it. Are we talking multiple firsts? Probably not. I don't think at this point I would trade more than a second. Yeah, then you're not getting them, right? Like you're just holding yeah. right. at that point. So yeah. that's why I'm not going to end up trading for him. Evan, you seem like you have something you wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, I don't, definitely don't think that anybody's going to be able to get two firsts for JT at this point. Uh, I think there's way too much panic over what's going on, way too much speculation about it. So the real question is, can you get him for two seconds? And would you do that instead of going after a Kamara for maybe a second and a third or those two seconds? I mean, we just saw how many targets Kamara got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the, I, I don't know if he broke the record, but I think it was close or he broke some record where it was like lowest yardage for amount of receptions in a Ooh, game. I have this. So of the receivers that have 13 receptions or more, the lowest yardage that had ever been recorded was 70 yards. Kamara cut that in half and then lowered another two yards. So he had 13 <laughs> receptions for 33 yards, setting a new record. <laughs> which is not the kind of record you want to have. So Derek Carr, uh, I think along with Joe Burrow, probably just both need to to sit out a few games to get healthy because it does not look good for either of those offenses. Uh, but I'm with you for what Evan's saying. Like I'm, I'm with you. I would rather 
be adding uh, a Kamara for cheaper um, on a competing team than going after JT, unless the JT owners just full send panic mode. Uh, okay, I like the the Mike Zimmelman uh, comes in here though. Uh, <laughs> the Rams trade that would be wild. Kyron Williams stands are just in shambles. Uh, okay. Well, let's, yeah, let's keep going. Uh, there's another guy that seems like he's going to make his return to the NFL after getting his suspension reduced for, uh, for gambling. Uh, the NFL has corrected, um, the, the punishment length, uh, in my opinion, at least, I think it makes a little more sense given the context and Jameson Williams, uh, should be making his return here. At least he, you know, he's eligible to, um, I don't know if he's going to be, a, do you guys think, I guess this is the question. Do you guys think that he's going to be a right off the bat, uh, contributor to, to the offense? Is he going to be out of the gate, uh, flying, or do we think he's going to be sort of eased in? Um, he, he, and here's a follow-up question. Do we think he's going to be more or less, uh, valuable or contributing as, uh, as Jameer Gibbs is currently? Well, that is a loaded question because Gibbs is just getting... <laughs> rocked loaded questions baby that's it that's the uh, way. in dynasty where we have you know four receivers three flexes a super flex and a 17th extra position for ungodly reasons you don't you don't have a better option than jameson williams like i'm plugging logan thomas into flexes this week because it's bipocalypse uh oh. if you've waited this long you're going to feel really silly if he goes off on your bench. So I think in deep leagues, you're going to have to play him. In shallow leagues, I would love to wait if I'm afforded that opportunity. Not really afforded that opportunity to a lot of them. But Evan, you starting him? Yeah, so I think he's going to come back, and I think he is going to be relatively healthy. Um, so hopefully he's able to get more than 50% or at least 50% of the snap share. And if he gets 50% of the snap share, I'm looking at him as a guy that they're going to limit his route tree. So if they limit his route tree, give him only a couple routes that he has to really think about one catch, two catches, 60 yards touchdown. I mean, that's a, that's a usable week in my opinion. And I think that's well within the range of possibilities. Yeah. That, that is what is exciting to me is the fact that we know Jared Goff can sling it deep when he has protection. And this is what JMO does well is he field stretches and he, he takes him down the seam so if mm -hmm. uh if that can if that connection uh is already sort of established uh, i mean they're going against the panthers right um they i think they lost jc horn is is that correct if, if that's correct then even more opportunity i think because that's one of their better uh one of their better secondary players so um i'm not really scared of the panthers in general anyway but could could be a nice little game for jmo uh, Eric, you, you feeling like a, a JMO flex week is in order here or are you easing it in? Like Mike said, we're in a lot of these really, really deep starting leagues at a point that you don't really have better options, right? If I have other options, I'm starting somebody else for a little bit. I want to see it first. He hasn't played football in a little while. This Lions team has been clicking with what they're doing. I want to see how he's worked into the offense before I feel good about throwing him into the football game. So I have him in quite a few leagues, and I will not be starting him most likely in any of those leagues unless it's an emergency or, like he said, by apocalypse. Um, but I think in a couple of weeks, I feel like he's going to be a decent contributor and somebody who I would like to have on my fantasy team. God, you just hope that this is the time in which he puts everything else behind him, he gets on the field, shows why he was taken in the first round, uh, and, and puts it all together. It'd be great to see him out there because he was a he was a special college talent. I, I really want to see JMO on an NFL field playing the ball. So, uh, okay, let's let's keep on trucking here. Just have a few things uh, more to mention. Uh, honestly, like if you guys have any other news stuff that you want to get to, I think I did a kind of a skeleton job on putting this together this week. But uh, the only other things that I really had on here was a, a quick stinky team check in. Uh, just just calling out some teams that, you know, we we might have discussed on our show a couple of weeks ago where we were doing pre panic button uh, on on a few of these teams, but getting more and more uh, evidence that these teams may be in some serious trouble. I'm talking about the New York Giants who got routed by my Seahawks last night, which was great to see. Uh, I, kind of a hollow victory, unfortunately, because it really 
it felt like it was more Giants bad than Seahawks good, but Devon Witherspoon had a fantastic game and he's a rookie. So like him getting that experience uh, kind of showed uh, reasons for, for taking him in that top five selection, I think. Um, but yeah, there Daniel Jones has not looked good. Play calling has not looked good. Saquon Barkley is obviously a big uh, subtraction to that overall offense, but we also have the Bengals who I want to just call out real quick that all, I think all of us were like, not, Nope, not worried. They should correct and be all good. Not looking great, guys. Uh, I, I said it a little while ago, but I think the, the Bengals might just be better off uh, switching Burrow to uh, IR, getting him healthy. But uh, yeah, okay. Just kind of going through the rest of these teams real quick. And then if any of us want to chime in on any in particular, we can. But obviously there's the Bears, who... Uh, Yikes, good thing we don't have any Bears fans here. Um, but oh my God, I can't believe Justin Fields played that good and did not walk away with a dub. I read a news article that he was catatonic after the game, just sitting there an hour after the game ended in his uniform in the locker room, just completely, completely done. Uh, that is that is sad to hear for the young man uh, who played an, an awesome game. But going right alongside that is the Broncos, who I keep on here because... They almost lost to the Bears. If the Bears just go for that field goal, then they at least tie it up and go to OT. And I don't know. It just they they do not look good. The fact that Sean Payton and his Broncos almost lost to the Bears, I think, makes them eligible to be put on here. Obviously, we talked about the Panthers winless, uh, with no first round pick next year in a in a pretty dire situation if Bryce Young can't correct. Uh the Patriots who Oh boy, I think we were a little bit up and down with them, but that last game did not look good. Uh, just didn't see, to me, I think that was like a clear depiction of Mac Jones can't hang. And even if he could, they don't really have the weaponry to be competing with the big boy teams. Um, and then we have the Raiders, who without Jimmy G, I know they're starting Aiden O'Connell, but uh, did they look any... Did they were, look much worse with Aiden O'Connell than they were with Jimmy G? Because it didn't look that different to me. Uh, but let's go around the horn. If there's any of these teams that you want to talk about in particular, Mike, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Lucky me. Talking about some of the worst teams in football. What exciting. Yeah. Thanks for the people maybe, there. Maybe there's a little glimmer of hope you can shine on one of these teams. Yeah. Um, no, thinking about it. Really can't. There's uh, you almost got me on the spit take. That would have been disastrous. <laughs> uh, two hundred and seventy-five million dollar quarterback that they're playing injured and have no hope. That's the Bengals. You have a dumpster fire of an organization with some weird coaches in the Bears. The one glimmer of hope is the Raiders, who hung with the Chargers, who are notorious for finding ways to try to lose football games. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Uh, Brandon Staley telling his corner to go down when he could have pick six it and ended the game. What is he doing? Or or tell him to go down forty yards down the field. Don't what is he doing? inside okay. your. I'm sure you've seen it at this point, like the full yeah. clip. He yeah. definitely tells him to like get out, and then yeah. he's like, "Oh, I don't know." Like he like yeah. walks away. He's like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm even saying." Like, what is that? That is a coach that needs to play more Madden so that he knows how to manage <laughs> games. So uh, oh, Brandon Staley, I, yeah. I'm sorry. If you're listening, I know Brandon Staley is probably a, yeah. a listener of the RPG podcast. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this. but Big big fan. Uh, but no, I, dude, I, out. I would love to just move on from this entire segment. But Evan, if there's anyone you want to talk about, it's uh, I'm, I feel gross. I need a drink. I'm going to be back. Yeah, I mean, the, the, maybe the, from the, like a dynasty perspective, Evan. Well, I was going to say the team that's not on here that you're leaving off is the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like the So it's the Giants, Bengals, Bears, Broncos, Panthers, Patriots, Raiders. But there's no Cardinals. Surprise win against the Cowboys, or the Cowgirls, as I like to call them. Uh, and a close game, or at least fighting in their other matchups. Are they not a stinky team? I don't know. They keep finding ways to to lose. You know, they they somehow lucked into a win. I mean, they're they're scrappy. They're fighting. You can tell that they're trying to not be awful. Hey, they got so, that fire in their gut. How many of those guys took the bus? 
to the did you guys see that <laughs> ganon <laughs> that's that speech how many of them had fire in their gut though evan that's why they're not a stinky team they had fire I mean, in their gut they took the bus to work i mean look usually when you have fire come out your butt it's stinky so <laughs> are we, we still we're still talking about bad football teams can we can we not <laughs> Can all right, just, all right. Quickly, quickly. Eric, is there anything you want to talk about here? I just want to say that my uh, pre-draft grade that anybody named McCorkle cannot be a good NFL player. Eric, I can't stress enough how you don't need to lift the mic up. To, we can hear you just fine, I promise. I know you like be, like looking cool, like some sort of, I don't know, like game show announcer, but you, it's really not necessary, man. Save your arm strength. And more on the news at 8. Now. Oh, boy. Follow okay. us for live well, updates. Yeah, let's move on. Please, God, let's move on. Uh, Wait, can we talk about the Steelers game? and how bad their offense is and how you don't want any offensive oh, player on the Steelers give, for fantasy football? Oh, Evan, I was going to give Mike a pass here because it's his birthday. How well, could you do this? It's not currently his birthday. Okay. I gave him a pass yesterday. Okay. <laughs> like yesterday off the air, we spent like 20 minutes talking about how bad they were. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the Steelers real quick. Uh, after Mike Tomlin had a press conference saying that there were going to be some serious freaking changes, uh, they kept Matt Canada. They're practicing in helmets this week. That's their big change. And they moved Gunnar Olszewski behind Calvin Austin on the depth chart. So expect big things out of Pittsburgh in week five against uh, Baltimore. Excuse me, Mike. They also released Des Fitzpatrick, which was like obviously. There you go. Right. Wait, wait, real quick, Eric. What position does Des Fitzpatrick play? Strong safety. That's close-ish. <laughs> sure, that's a guess. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, so the Steelers are a dumpster fire until Matt Canada is gone, and it's not fair to anybody in the offense to evaluate them. If you haven't watched the quarterback school on Pittsburgh Week Three. They won that game, and it still looked terrible. Uh, they run the same four route combinations. They don't know how to run anything in conjunction. They do a sprint out, roll out to their left four or five times a game, which you don't want to take your right-armed quarterback, sprint him out to the left, and give him one option to read, or he has to run against Max Crosby. What in the Kentucky Fried fuck are we doing, people? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I mean, that got you heated. Uh, we don't a, normally drop the F bomb, but uh, we'll yeah. put the E tag Wait, on this yeah. one. I like Wait, that the floodgates uh, are open now. Now all of us can say fuck. <laughs> Everyone, get your fuck out. <laughs> Do we have something on this pod at one point about all Steelers position players would outperform their ADP in fantasy this year or something like there's that? There's still time. It's only the first month. There's time. Yeah, hey, yeah, there's time. Jalen Warren's crushing his ADP. Look, we all can say right now, right, that this is Matt Canada. Like this is this is the problem. Like I, I think Matt Canada and probably secondary is the O line is not doing a great job, but they fix the offensive coordinator, maybe the O line improves. Hey, we, we we're cooking with gas here, but that's the big question is when slash if Matt Canada is gonna get fired. And buy I can't some, believe he didn't. Buy some Steelers for twenty twenty five. You just wait. Yeah, on the cheap. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not bad. Uh, anyway, that's enough. Okay. Talk. Let's, yeah, let's also not... remember that oh that Steelers that Steelers offensive line has the lowest passing block yeah. rating in all of football. Yeah, you're not wrong. Thank you, PFF. It is, it is bad. It is it is stinky bad. Um, but okay, let's give Mike some relief here. Uh, let, I mean, we didn't even. I don't think we even hammered Eric this hard about the Bears. <laughs> So let's let's move on. Uh, talking about some game previews for week five, guys. Uh, I think we can basically just pick a game if you guys want to do it like that. I wish we had more time to go through them all, but we just we clearly don't because we got off on a tangent on bad teams. So let's just pick a game uh, from week five and and talk about what we're excited to uh, to see this this coming week. Um, I will go ahead and go first. Tough with no Seahawks on the slate, so I kind of got a kind of got to pick a game here and uh uh you know looking at the slate it's it's between two but i think i'm gonna lean uh yeah i i think i'm gonna lean 49ers and, and cowboys i think this is gonna be a, a fun game uh you have two here's the here's the thing that i think is interesting you on paper have two really good defenses right but 
the Cowboys are a are big question mark for me. They lost Travion Diggs, and I know that they, they looked all right against the Patriots, but it's the Patriots. I, I don't think that was a great test. Uh, they've also played uh, the Jets, and <laughs> that wasn't a great test either, I think. Um, and so to me, it just feels like their defense uh, is not thoroughly tested. And I think the 49ers with the machine that they have will be a thorough test. So excited to see if the Cowboys can uh, slow them down at all. And on the other side, I, I'm excited to see uh, the 49ers. I can't believe I'm even saying that as a Seahawks fan, but I'm excited to see their weapons at work against the, the Cowboys defense because they have looked really, really good. Brock Purdy has looked really, really good. Chris McCaffrey is on another planet, uh, but I think that's going to be a really fun game and a, a prove-it game for these defenses. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Mike? What do you got on the slate? This is going to be gross, but I'm excited to talk about it and see what happens. Uh, the Colts play the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Divisional game. Both teams are good at stopping the run. Both teams are only good at running the ball. What is going to happen? <laughs> I think it's going to be cool to see how Anthony Richardson hand, handles a game where they're almost inviting you to pass. And then I think it's going to be interesting to see like what the Titans do. Does D-Hop return to form? Does Ryan Tannehill have a big game? Or is this a, truly like the Derrick Henry and maybe Tajay Spears game? And we just have to ignore the rest of the offense for the rest of the year. So if D-Hop doesn't have a big game this week, I'm trying to sell him in every dynasty format I can just because he's dead to me at that point. But, yeah, this is it, right? The, the Colts have, I think, a bottom three passing defense. Oh, yeah. Whether it's on fantasy or PFF or just the eye test, like this team could not stop a sneeze. I don't know what they're yeah. doing. So uh, I, It's kind of the same on the other side. The Titans are also really, really bad. So... Uh, yep. maybe, uh, maybe a Josh Downs true breakout game. Maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, Alec Pierce, couple of bombs. That would be great for my best ball teams, but I'm yeah. not starting. And, him and, let, and let's see if JT plays. That'll yeah. be a, a big, no way he plays thing. this week. Zero percent yeah. chance. Fair enough. One percent uh, chance. Evan, Evan, you want to, you want to water, you want to water bet it, Mike? <laughs> I... One week. Water... This is an instant water. No, 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 bet. No. Ready? So I, I'm going to be gone. Sorry, RPG Nation, all seven of you that listen to this. I'll be gone next week. But when I get back, loser takes a shot live on the air. Yeah. Okay. Deal. All right. Handshake. What's the bet? Officially decided. If JT plays, I'm on no. Evan's on yes. Get it on the board, Eric. Uh, okay, cool. And uh, Evan, what do you got on the slate that you're excited for? I'm gonna go with Jags and Bills. The yeah, Bills, the that was Bills the other been, one I was thinking of. The Bills have been fantastic at limiting quarterbacks, and there's been questions whether Trevor Lawrence really is the guy. Like, is he the prince that was promised, as Eric loves to say? <laughs> Azora High. And uh, I don't know. I think we're gonna see him against an elite defense this week, and we're gonna see if he can hold up and be able to put up the numbers that Josh Allen's going to be able to put up. See, this is the one time I will concur with you guys about the West Coast having not the greatest time zone because that game is at 6.30 in the morning for me. And that that was my decision of not choosing that to talk about because I will probably not be watching that game, at least not at the start, because 6.30 a.m. I am doing other things <laughs> up to and including still waking up. Uh, but I, I'm glad you shouted that out because that should be a great game. Another sort of a, a good test for both sides. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, you got something else? I was going to say real quick, I just want to know how many punts there's going to be in the Thursday night football game this week. Oh boy. I mean, yeah, uh, quite a few. Or do none. <laughs> Time out more punts plus turnovers or first outs. Oh, frick. First, da first downs. I mean, fuck. Uh, <laughs> We're on it. First Explicit down tag. First downs. Uh, I'm going to say I'm gonna say turnovers punts. I'm going to take the turnovers punts. Water bet? Yeah, Corey. Let's do Evan? it. We got yeah. a couple. Okay. All right. Handshake. Handshake. Yep. Handshake. You're, you're, down, you're down there for me. Oh, cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Eric, you got that one? 
Uh, remind me after my turn here, then. All right, Eric. What, what game are you excited for? So I was am was super excited for Jaguars Bills. Thank you, Evan. Uh, but I'm not going to double up. So instead, I'm going to go with Chiefs Vikings. Um, I mean, that game should be 40s for both teams, honestly. Um, there's going to be a lot of scoring. I think Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to want to show they're still a dominant team after they looked against the Jets last week. And the Vikings are just chucking all over the yard right now. And Kirk Cousins continues to put up numbers, and they have to win this game to kind of stay in the hunt here with the Lions for the NFC North. I think you're going to see a lot of points. Well, I think you're going to see a lot of big fantasy weeks. Um and I think you're going to see Mahomes and Kelsey really put their fingerprint on this game. I think you're going to see huge weeks from Kelsey and Mahomes, personally. So I'm excited for that game. It'll just be entertaining to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm also really excited for that Jaguars-Bills game. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, any any game that you get to see JJ play, obviously. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the Chiefs try to bounce back from that almost upset loss versus the Jets, which... We didn't even really get a good chance to talk about, and we don't have time to do it. But quickly, just like, oh boy, if Zach Wilson could have beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, what? I, I mean, I can't even imagine what that would do for. Like, does that make Zach Wilson at all desirable in Dynasty? Because I feel like it kind of does. If he had beat him, but he didn't, so now he's like still, I think, where he was pre-game, but. The fact that he got close, if he would have taken it home, we might have been uh, talking a little bit of Zach Wilson hype on this episode. But uh, hey, can can I make a shout out for a rushing game? Yeah, the, Texan, the Texans and Falcons. I'm going to oh, say that God. the Fal yeah. the Falcons will have oh, more God. than 250 rushing yards in that game. 200 yard rushers. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going with 250 in that game. No, I was saying two separate 100-yard rushers between Algier and Bijan. No, Bijan 250. Bijan setting records. 25 for 250 and five. Houston's Houston's the worst run defense, and they're also the second worst tackling team in football. Yeah. No, I, I buy That's, it. Does that Algier interesting as a flex? Yes. Yes. Okay. Algier. How do you say it? Algier. Algier. What, the way it's pronounced. Yeah, I, I thought it was Algier. Because it has like the E-I-E. -E. No, like, I mean, Friar Muth. That makes sense. No, I, I see where you're yeah. coming from. It's just wrong. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to keep saying it the way I say it. Uh, okay. Well, let's, okay. Let's get into the main topic here, guys. Uh, it's gonna get we toxic this, in here. We call it the the fantasy trade floor. We are uh, headed down to Dynasty Wall Street here to make some deals. Uh, whether you are buying or selling, uh, we are talking trades. And I guess the idea is we're gonna try to get some deals done here tonight, live on the podcast. I don't think I don't think any of us have done any amount of diligence in getting any of these sorted out pre-show. Nope. So I don't know what this is going to really look like, uh, but we are in a number of leagues together. Uh, so I would love to just choose one that most of us or all of legends. us are in. Legends. Do, I think yeah, that's, I think legends. that's legends. I've already um, sent each of you a trade. And I've, oh, sent Corey, I've sent Corey a trade and I've received okay. one from Mike. So okay. while Corey takes a minute to review those, I'm going to read. So, the idea of the trade floor is that people will normally just say, oh, you should go buy this player. But when you try to buy a player, each league is different and you need to set expectations of what your league mates are looking for and what you are searching for. So you can never just say, go buy this player. This is their price. So now you'll get to see, I'm going to try to buy this player, but Corey has him. So either he needs to disagree on the value and think that he's cheaper or he needs to agree on the value and I have to overpay. There's a whole mess of things that'll go on there and you get to see it live, which is going to stink for us because uh, none of us are that stupid. So we're <laughs> in trouble. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to set the uh, over under here on half of a trade made and I'm going under. Are we, we're set at 15 minutes starting now. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> yeah, got, till, yeah, we got till the one hour mark. All right, cool. Well, let's let's get rolling then. Corey, let's talk about this. 
That's, in that, yeah, I just thought your your trade. So in yeah, Legends, let's talk about it. I am a rebuilding team. All right. I'm currently, what am I, one in three? Drafted Justin Fields and Daniel Jones thinking I was going to carry me to the promised land. But I have one juicy piece for a competitor. I have James Conner. James Conner is currently the RB16. That's coming off a bad week against San Francisco, and he gets the Bengals this week. I would like to purchase one T. Higgins. I know that that's not a direct even trade because that would be ridiculous. So what I would like to open and what I did open the conversation with, I sent Corey, James Conner, and a 2025 second for T. Higgins. Corey, what do you think about my offer? Is it bad, good, ugly? It's not bad. Uh, certainly not ugly. Uh, this this wouldn't be a trade that, that I take straight up. Uh, I, I'd love to keep talking about it more with you because uh, when I think about T. Higgins, how young he is, the fact that he could – I mean, end up on a, a team next season, even where he is the wide receiver one for that team. That's, that's the kind of talent I believe T Higgins to be uh, for a guy in James Connor who look, I mean, he's, he's performing pretty well thus far, but he is a 28 year old running back. Um, so that is a tough uh, degradation of age uh, on my team. Uh, meanwhile, I mean, looking at my squad, this is a squad that I really built around the, the Bengals offense. I have Joe Burrow, I have Joe Mixon, and I have T. Higgins. And thus far, as you can probably guess, it's not going great. Uh, I think I squeaked out uh, a win, so I am 2-2, two and two, so not as bad as it could be. Uh, looking at my team right now that I'm playing with uh, Bipocalypse happening, and I have a lot of missing pieces. So James Conner would be a nice little flex-in piece for me here. But I think value-wise... In a dynasty league, I think I have T. Higgins by a pretty wide margin here. Um, I think I would for James Conner. I think I would need more like a like a late first than a second to to start considering this with how with how lo uh, the longevity for T. Higgins would be in my opinion. And so, what's unfortunate for us and for this show and for the continuation of this trade talks, I don't have a late first because. Mm. It's we only started this league this offseason and it's uh, not going to work out. So if Evan and Eric, you guys want James Conner, let me know. He's available. But uh, full transparency, Eric is 0-4, so he does not want James Conner. Yeah, Eric was no, picked. I, I do have an offer for Mr. Mike Cash, though. Oh, I'm I'm all ears, yeah. brother. Oh, here, we go. here we go. So, And you'll be able to keep your picks with this deal as Ooh. well. Ooh. So... I don't want your Welcome picks. to the shark tank. Keep your picks. I am proposing, because I think you are a fan of a Mr. Georgia Bulldog Swift. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking great for the Eagles. He's looking tall. And I will give you your choice of either Parham, Washington, or Knox for Kyle Pitts. Can someone else answer for me? Am I am I crazy to just no? <laughs> <laughs> Parham doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, so if I'm going to move Kyle Pitts, what I would need back? Uh, let me take a check on my roster real quick. Yeah, I don't have a tight end, but none of those guys are short term or long term contributors for me. Okay, uh, but Pitts was always a long-term play. So to sell him because 2023 is bad is selling a player with not the expectations that you had in mind. So I will give you, and I'm going to send this on sleeper right now. So you give me Swift and how do you feel about Laporta? Let's have that weird conversation. Where's Laporta compared to Pitts to you? Right now, I have Laporta over Pitts in Dynasty uh, Value. Despicable. I'm, I'm with Eric. I agree, even though that makes me sad. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, because that's, because that's originally what I was looking at. I was like, oh, do I want to do like a Swift and a Laporta and offer that for Pitts? And I stopped them like, no. If I had Laporta and Pitts, I would rather have Laporta. Well, it's already tough with this whole arrangement. Uh, I mean, Mike, I feel like if you're a rebuilding team, Pitts is a guy that you kind of want to keep 
Yeah. No, you I know. agree. That's why I was I was eyeing this tight end. So, so I was like, ooh, let me snag Laporta. But so I think counter 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 counter. Okay. Swift countering your own camera. One of one of those three tight ends that I mentioned earlier, and a second for Pitts. I don't think I can do that. Man. Really, really. And and this wow. is so. If I'm off base here, Mike, let me know. But I yeah. feel like this almost comes down to a fact that even though Swift is still relatively young, he is more of a competing piece than a rebuild piece. Yes. he He's still mm-hmm. a running back That's and fair. his situation is kind of fluid. Like mm-hmm. maybe, dude, there's a chance that Swift is the long-term answer for Philly at RB. I think the chance of that though is much, much slimmer than come next year. He's back into being this like kind of rotational committee running back. Hold up. Or not even on the team because Philly might not resign him. Eric, real quick. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you would do Swift, Knox, and your second for Kyle Pitts? Yeah. If I let you keep your second, mm-hmm. I was going to throw something on my side and ask for George Pickens, but now I'm realizing I have Deontay Johnson. You know what? Let's do. Can I give you a two and you give me a one, but not your one? Can I can I make this a little more interesting? For sure. Mike, I might want to buy Deontay Johnson. Okay. Send an offer. I will. Let's talk about it. So if that's the case, you would want Pickens, Swift, and a second for Pitts. Mm-hmm. For a I long-term really like team, Pickens. that's going to put your first in Caleb Williams. Yep. As it stands right now, we're in a weird race for him. This would solidify it by hemorrhaging points for you. No, I agree. I'm just, oh, man. The upside of Pitts is so big. To, to be fair, both of you are getting beat by Moss right now. Yeah. So. But I also think or what? Moss just beat me in that league, or did I just barely squeak out a win? Well, sure, but he has the lowest points, max points for. Yeah. So. By like what? Seven points? Uh, By like 20. All right, Corey, what you got for DJ? Well, let, let's see if we can sort of work out so that you don't have DJ, so you're even more interested in, in Pickens, right? Let's uh, do it. I kind of want to keep on this track of T Higgins. Are you are you still interested in maybe putting something together where it's like, I don't know, uh like a two for one, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin? That's tough, man, because to me, while they're both aging assets, neither of them yeah. are old enough that they're gonna hurt me next year. Like I'm not looking at the age cliff like they're 30, 31, 32. Terry McLaurin will be 29 next year. Okay. That's still pretty good. Stefan Diggs is top 12 right now. Okay. Okay. Um, T. Higgins 24. But, all right. Yeah. But I mean, his I, I will, I will toss you a third. Oh, come on. Just a little cute little third. So here's, here's the other problem. The way that we're talking about this, one of those moves is a complete rebuilding move. And the other move is a pseudo, let me go push the chips in now. So I think what I would like to do, Eric, Mm -hmm. let's do, if you're able, Swift, Pickens, and your two for Kyle Pitts. Got to keep my face neutral. Always thinking about it. If you make that second runner two two one three second, I'm done. I'm in. I tell you what, let's make it a third and give me Dawson Knox too. Okay, so that'd be Pickens, Knox, a third, <laughs> and Swift for Pitts. <laughs> this is the Th- worst I get podcast to, right? idea. This is yes, this <laughs> is the worst podcast idea we've ever had. Yeah, we're not doing this again. No. <laughs> or is it actually the best? It, I mean, if you guys make a deal, then it is the best. I need the people at home to tell us, is this valuable or not? Because this just sounds like us, literally what we normally do. <laughs> it's been completed, ladies and gentlemen. <gasps> there Cheers. it is. Cheers.
It happened. Okay, so for the listeners, this is what just happened. We had Mike acquiring Dawson Knox, DeAndre Swift, and George Pickens, and a third-round pick, and Eric gets Kyle Pitts. I'm out. I'm over Kyle Pitts. I'm so done. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was trying to keep my face very neutral. Uh, Mike, I think you crushed it, personally, because I am also, Ooh. I have given up on Kyle Pitts. And here's the real important thing for the people at home. The best part of a trade is having your league mates bully your friend afterwards. Correct. But no, I if Kyle Pitts is the amazing tight end that he's supposed to be, I got destroyed here. If he becomes Kyle Pitt or uh, Travis Kelsey light, mm-hmm. that stinks. But Evan just sent in our group chat. Great work, Mike. So get wrecked. Evan, we've literally been friends for like 28 years. Yes, this is ridiculous. So you should very much Taking know that I'm so Taking Incorrect. All right. Wow. Uh, who wants to wow. go Johnson? Officially the so. best thing we've done. No, I'm, I'm out on DeAndre Can- Johnson now. Can I can I at least all right, all right. defend can I at least defend my side of this? Yeah. No, stop. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Unreal. So if Atlanta gets a real quarterback or they trade or let Kyle Pitts go and he can get to a real quarterback, Kyle Pitts is the best tight end in the league. And I have a positional advantage every single week. It's a so big it's if. a long term, it's a long term risk on a player that could be amazing, and it also helps further push me to getting Caleb Williams. No, I actually, like, that was hard for me to say yes to, also because Dawson Knox is very much a short-term tight end. Mm -hmm. And my team is, it's one in three, so I'm really hoping that this, like, pushes me over the edge. Otherwise, I'm sitting here with two medium firsts that are not useful because I, did I trade for a first in this league yet? Yeah, I have Corey's from uh, Pickens. Yeah, you have my and, first. Yeah. Right. And, like, for my purposes, I don't care about Swift or Knox at all. Like, they're not going to help my team. They're not yeah, going to help me win the chip. The Pickens part was the hard part for me because yeah. I think Pickens is really, really good. Wait, I don't even remember how How did I get your you first in that Pickens. league? I drafted him. How did I get your first in that league? Corey, I just keep that, I guess. First. I guess that's what I'm confused about. Uh, I guess we'll have to figure it out. Anyway, anyway, so so Corey, that offer that I sent you, uh, yeah, three uh, minutes. It was during, it was during, of Bryce of Bryce Young in the first, yeah, yeah, Let's Bryce Young it. in my first for cousins, cousins and Brees. Yeah, I can't do it. Uh, I it's don't a like young Bryce quarterback Young. and a first round pick for a running back coming off of an ACL tear. And a quarterback that is probably going to be on a new team next year. Mike, you're very close to the camera. You're making yeah. me very uncomfortable. Um, which player is worth which player? Because not a late first is worth Brees, and not Bryce Young is worth Kirk Cousins. The quarterback won. Yeah, no, that's that's inherently wrong in any dynasty gamer's mind. Bryce Young still is young enough, and he still has yeah. the draft capital that – Basically, any dynasty gamer will tell you yeah. that he's worth more than Cousins. Well, I also I like scoring points. I know that's weird. Look, I, what this comes down to for me is my team is still semi competing. If I wasn't, then this would be more interesting. But I would rather have Kirk Cousins points from this season, try to compete, than have have to wait a year for Bryce Young. You scored 83 points last week, Corey. That was lowest by far in the league. Yeah, the, the Bengals really trashed me. For sure. Um, I'm hoping that turns around. But if it doesn't, you might be right. But I'm not willing to abandon the... I, I think, honestly, I could get more for the, the QB1 right now in Kirk Cousins. Plus, I'm selling low on Brees Hall. I mean, we know that Brees Hall is still, like, RB3 in Dynasty, right? Like, we're not disillusioned. Sure, but we've also seen, seen Kyron Williams get all the way up to RB13. So what does RB rankings even really mean at this point? <laughs> getting existential with me okay that is the most uh, un-evan comment i've ever heard evan make in my entire life what do rankings even mean what do statistics mean nothing what are what are numbers who are you evan i don't know but back to the offer that mike sent me 
Terry McLaurin, oh, yeah. Justin Fields, and a 25 second for AJ Brown, Bryce Young, and a 24 first. Mike, you're out of your mind. And I'm pretty sure you just revoked it. I withdrew it because I'm competing now. I don't want you to have my first <laughs> or the other way around. Uh, anyway, in my mind, it's Justin Fields for AJ Brown. You need a competing quarterback now. And Justin Fields in his spike weeks is one of the best competing quarterbacks in fantasy, regardless of how you feel about him in true NFL form. Then when you look at, um, I got to scroll down now. Where did that go? It has disappeared now because I withdrew it. But what was the deal? It's in the DMs. You said yeah. it. it's Justin Fields, so, Terry McLaurin, a 25 so, second. We just talked about Bryce Young, booty cheeks. Terrible. Terry McLaurin, competing piece now. Who's been crushing it? Love him this last week. Give me him. And then your late first and my early second. I don't think it's terrible. Uh, Mike, what's your definition of crushing it? Because what I'm looking at here is a wide receiver 70, wide receiver 26, and wide receiver 47. One more. Just go one more week. Uh, oh, you mean that game against the Eagles? Yeah, where he played one of the the good defenses in America. He got the wide receiver eight. When Anyway. He played, when he played one of the best run defenses <sighs> in the NFL. Anyway. Anyway. It's a non-starter. I get it. That was when I was rebuilding. Now I'm competing. So eat my bubbles. Oof, isn't, it, you know, isn't it great, everybody, how quickly some teams just change their mind on, on what direction they're going? And Mike, I appreciate that. Make the decision early in the year. Make your, your go for it. And just push all in. You know, I'm go big, one way or another. I'm a big don't, value chaser. Don't Don't wait until the trade deadline to try and make all of these moves. Because all the valuable assets, you get more value by going one way or another and picking a direction early in the season. Yep. Holy shit. There was just like a huge, like, thunder outside. That was crazy. Sorry. Uh, Well, I mean, I think this, at the very least, was interesting, like, to have the discussion to see how, I mean, live trade negotiations go. And to to Mike's point that he sort of began this whole conversation with, like, it's always going to depend on, on the discussion and, and how these players are viewed uh, from the manager's perspective. And Corey, there's one last one for you. Oh boy. What did you, what did you do now? Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, okay. So Eric just sent me, I get Kenny Pickett. Isaiah Pacheco, who obviously uh, I love him, uh, and two seconds for Joe Burrow. <laughs> the last uh, ranked quarterback in the NFL. All right, everybody. So that concludes the last episode. ranked the quarterback fact, in the NFL. The fact that I look, he's hurt. All right. But the fact that you have a first round pick and instead you sent me two seconds is the funniest part of that trade. You're not getting uh, 1.01 for the last ring quarterback in the NFL. Oh man. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll bounce back. Uh if it's not this year, then it'll be next. Um, but I know what he is. I know he's a good player. Uh not gonna give him if you don't for, like, for two seconds and some change. You know, if you don't like what, points, what might fine. help Joe Burrow do better this season is by having some W and he should use FFRPG. At checkout. Let's go. Hold on. I got one. I got one more from Mike. We'll end it on this. Drop. Mike just sent me. Mike just sent me a weird trade. <laughs> this one's very strange. Where I give up my top two running backs in Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, and I get hurt Mike Williams, hurt Deontay Johnson, and a pair of firsts. It's very interesting Ew. because it's like competing no but old guys yes but first yes but old <laughs> ready the hurt receivers aren't hurting you this year in your caleb williams sweepstakes as i give you back your first and my first in case Brees and kenneth walker flop then you get mike williams back next year tied to justin herbert you get deontay johnson with no matt canada and you get two early first to really like kick it into gear 
Yeah. For a couple uh, of running backs that don't early, have long security. Early first, Mike? He gets I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty gets, sure you just said that you were going to try and compete. I'm going to try to, but it's week four. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. I'm already three losses down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cor- that, there's like no I said, shot. it's weird. You, there's no shot you get the 1.01, Corey. Anyway, no shot you get tune, the 1.01. Tune in next week to see if Corey accepts it or not. Yeah, that was... Like I said before, very good discussion. Not going to happen tonight. Maybe Mike and I will keep going back and forth. But we got one trade done. That was uh, more than I thought would happen. So congratulations, Mike, uh, on just completely bending Eric over a barrel. Uh, Get out of here. (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, till next time, guys, thank you for uh, enjoying the Fantasy Football RPG podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Use W oh, to check out. Get W. We got a bye. W. We also got a fun outro video for you guys. So we're gonna w, w, w. bye. Bye, W.